This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello everyone, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie, bringing you today's edition of the Jeopardy Chronicles. It is Sunday night where I'm sitting right now, and I do apologize for the background. Our animals think their opinion matters right now, and it doesn't. Before we get into our strategy corner, I have an announcement to make. We have officially surpassed the 1,000 plays mark. So, thank you to everyone who has listened to this, because, yay! I just checked it, and it said we have a 1,004 plays. So, that makes me very happy. Because it means people are listening to this. And if people are listening to this, then awesome. But, as, as you know, on Sundays we talk about our strategy corner. And today, we are going to cover something that's very important if you're going to be on national television. Overcoming stage fright. And being camera shy. Because, listen folks, if you're going to be up on that stage, you're going to have cameras on you, and you're going to need to be able to focus. So, I'm going to give you some tips, and this is stuff that I have been told or that I have found that works for me. If it doesn't work for you, I do apologize, but it's at least a place to start. First of all, if you want to get over being camera shy, um, just one way to do it is to pretend you're sitting in your living room and that the camera isn't even there. Of course, that works better for me than I'm sure it would for some people because I can't see the camera unless I hear the Unless it beeps or clicks or something to let me know it's rolling. I don't hear the camera either. So, yeah. Now that I... I do know I'm being taped if it beeps or something like that. And then I'm like, oh my god. Except I'm not exactly camera shy. I'm... These people are going to be watching this and I'm going to look like an idiot. But... If you want to practice actually being on camera, start a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel or get a PeerTube account if you like the Mastodon slash Lemmy slash whatever way of doing things. There's a fancy term for it and I don't know what it is. I know it, but I don't know how to pronounce it because the screen reader might be messing it up. Or, I mean, heck, just video yourself. If you, if you don't want to publish it to social media. Although, if you do want the feel of actually having an audience, yeah, publishing it to social media might help you. If you want to get used to being in front of the microphone, if it's the microphone that bothers you and not the camera, start a podcast. 
You don't even have to talk about anything in particular. Just have fun with it. Talk about things you care about. And people will come in. So there's that. But just do whatever works for you. Um, Like I said, practicing in front of the microphone and the camera might help you quite a bit. Because you'll, you'll be used to them being in front of your face and it may not bother you as much. So that's always a good thing to keep in mind. But those, those are just some options. If you have a better idea, use it by all means. Now let's talk about, you know, get, being on stage and being in front of people and that kind of thing bothering you. You deal with stage fright and such. I'm sure you've heard the classic trick of pretending everyone, imagining everyone in their underwear. Personally, that would probably distract me more than actually looking at them anyway because I'd be really embarrassed for them because I'd be picturing them out in public in their underwear, which is where they'd be. It's in some public spot, and that would be very awkward. Another thing I was told at one point in time was to imagine that everyone in the audience is a clock. That one I've had better luck with. Because unless it's a clock that does this. Alarm will be on at 31 minutes past 5 a.m. Announcement on. Yeah, unless it does that, I'm not going to notice a clock. Unless it makes a noise, I'm not going to notice it. So picturing a room full of clocks actually does seem to help me out a little bit. Here's another one that I think would here's another one that I think would help. Picture everyone in that room as an animal, whether it be a duck or a sheep or a kangaroo or I don't know, a monkey. I don't know. I don't care what kind of animal you choose. But uh that that might help you. Another thing is just pretending they're not there. Pretending that all that applause and all of that stuff that you're hearing is coming from someone playing with a sound box. And yes, you can get sound effects like that out of a sound box. I know because I have a couple of friends who have sound boxes and they goof around with them and it's kind of awesome. But... That, that's another thing that you can do. And I just randomly thought of another one. Pretend that everybody out there is a plastic statue. Because plastic statues are not going to judge you. That's why I, that's why I love mine so much. They don't judge. If I'm having a bad day and acting like a total brat, they're not going to say anything about it. The the point here is to make it seem like, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, think about it. Would you... Going back to the clock example for a minute. If you walked into a big room full of clocks, would you be afraid to start talking? 
Would you be afraid to do whatever the heck you're doing? No, because you know the clock isn't going to do anything to you. Same if you walked into a room full of ducks. All the ducks are going to do is go quack, 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 quack. Which, really, it might get distracting if they don't stop doing it, but on the whole, it's not really going to mess with you. Whereas if you're easily freaked out by large crowds, that large crowd is going to screw with you. But if you imagine that they're just a bunch of clocks, well, I, I think you'll be all right. I, I like the clock method because, I mean, clocks are harmless unless one falls on your head or if it's like a grandfather clock or something, if it falls over. Or if this is Stranger Things and you hear a grandfather clock that's not actually there, then Vecna's going to kill you. <laughs> but on the whole, clocks are harmless. <laughs> so that's why I like that particular method so much. But whatever works for you, you you use it. You do you. Just as long as it helps you not totally lose your cool. Because I think I I can't say for sure, but I think if they had a contestant get up there and go ah through the entire thirty minutes, I think they'd be a little upset about that. I think the home viewers might be too. But those are just some tips on keeping your cool, dealing with an audience and things like that. Like dealing with stage fright and being camera shy. So I, I definitely hope these have helped you out quite a bit. Uh, just a reminder before I sign off for the night of what's going to be happening over the next little bit. Starting tomorrow, I'm probably going to have a sore throat because we're going to be releasing four episodes a day. I don't know if I'll have them drop all at once. Probably not all at once, but I'm not exactly sure of the exact schedule I'll have them drop at. But we will have three flashbacks and one regular episode every day. For the next 25 days. Why are we doing this exactly? Because our normal flashbacks robbed us of getting to cover a Ken Jennings game. So therefore I'm going to cover all of them. Because why the heck not? And then of course we'll have our regular game reactions during the week. And of course Spotlight and Strategy Corner on the weekends. So, I figured that would be the best way to play it. Otherwise, I'd be doing two episodes a day for 75 days, and, well, yeah. And I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to do it in such a way that I'm not overworked, but it doesn't take a million months to get done. So, I think that's the way we're going to do it. Now, the Saturday and Sunday ones, I will definitely have to pre-record because I have a radio show on Saturday. Well, Sunday I may not have to pre-record, but I do have a radio show on Saturdays, so I won't have as much time to sit here and record. But I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on that. And also the fact that Celebrity Jeopardy is coming back on September 27th. 
Odds are we'll be covering the first episode on the 28th. So that day we'll have five episodes. I will probably have a sore throat. Yay! Not. Long as my sore throat wears off by the next Saturday, we'll be good. But that's basically what you can look forward to over the next few weeks. And I am going to sign off. I've got to get to bed. I have an interview at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'm going to say goodnight. Thank you for listening. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.